Hi guys, it's Ashley from Seeking Witchcraft. Today I have Azazel here with me, who you may recognize from the Misconceptions in Wicca episode. He was also in the Baby Witches episode, so... You may also recognize Azazel from his new podcast, Beasts of Torches, where I was recently on, we did a two-hour uncensored witches and wine type episode. So it was a lot of wine, a lot of uncensored conversation, and a lot of fun. So if you haven't listened to that episode already or checked out his podcast, I definitely recommend looking it up. Again, it is called Beasts of Torches. And if you guys listen to that witches and wine episode, by the way, let me know how you like it. He's actually here today to talk about incense. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I love incense. And there's more to it than just smelling good. So he's going to speak about that. And he's also going to give a recipe on how to make an incense blend that you can do at home. So Azazel, I know you've been on before, but please feel free to introduce yourself, especially to people who may have never heard from you before. Hi, guys. I'm Azazel. Like Ashley was saying, I've been on the podcast before, but I am a Garnerian high priest. And I've been practicing the craft for about 15 years now. And I've somehow learned a variety of things, even though I feel like I still know nothing. It's uh, <laughs> the mysteries of witchcraft. There's so much to learn. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's never ending. And for a fun fact, so for those who were on the Facebook group, which is Seeking Witchcraft, you will also recognize him as one of the moderators. Yeah, on the moderator, I also go by uh, Justin is my actual name but i've literally been using azazel since i started practicing the craft so that's that's usually the name that really i guess has tied with me i i, I more go by azazel than i do justin so it's weird to hear people call me justin yeah. <laughs> yeah and so if you're interested in looking at his podcast we'll talk a little bit about it later because we are going to talk about incense but his name is spelled a-z-a-i-z-a-l-l <laughs> so it's a little bit of a different spelling than uh the other azazel which you might recognize from some text but that's a whole different topic for another show <laughs> <laughs> all right so azazel do you want to just dive right into incense sure cool let's do it so i mean i got into incense in a very basic way you know i'm a taurus and obviously taurus is an earth sign and so i wanted to you know get more in touch with my earth my earthy vibes and so i started looking more into herbs and and the you know the properties of herbs and how herbs are used and um, what really fascinated me was, I guess, the more I learned about the herbs, it was more than just like their correspondences. And, you know, there's actual spirits that you can communicate with through the herbs and learning how they mix well together. You know, two, two herbs can be like uh, have like a mercurial type of feeling or association, but that doesn't necessarily mean they work well together. You know, it also depends when it comes to incense specifically. Uh, you know, there's a variety of like toxicities that can go into there. And so you really have to be careful with what you're mixing together. It's like a little potion that you don't want to kill anybody. And so, yeah, it can be very harmful if you don't really know what you're doing. So I wouldn't recommend just, you know, go with your intuition and just pack whatever in, in your incense blends that you want to. I definitely recommend to like heavily research the herbs that you're using, whether they can be ingested in, you know, the, the a form of like smoke. Because like there's some herbs, there's some things that you can be that you can eat, but with, if you smoke them or if you light them on fire or what have you, they can become they're like their level of toxicity changes. Garlic, we had a fun in, uh, instance where one of my one of the one of the people in in my group they decided to make an incense for the ritual, and she decided to put garlic in there. You know, thinking nothing of it, everybody eats garlic, and besides, you know, making the room smell like an Italian restaurant, we all started to slowly choked to death because there was not that much ventilation in the room. So also that's something, that's a key thing you always want to make sure you have open up a window or have something to let the smoke go out. 
a little bit, you know. But yeah, like garlic in that sense, when it when it's burned in that way, can be very overpowering. And so yeah, it 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 can get dangerous, even though you may think that you know it's a common a commonly used you know herb or plant doesn't necessarily make it okay for you to light it on fire. It's really important too if you're going to make an incense blend to not only check the toxicity for yourself, but also for any pets that you may have around. Yes, for sure. So it's kind of in the same way. I know a lot of people, especially if they have birds, they won't burn certain type of candles because that's very toxic for them. Make sure whatever you're burning is safe. If you have a cat, if you have a dog, if you have a goldfish, like like just anything that's going to be in the room or that may have a chance of inhaling the smoke that you have, please, please, please make sure it's okay to burn around them. And unfortunately, you'll find a lot of herbs are not safe to burn around animals. And I found that out myself when I first tried to make my own incense blend. And I was very upset because then I had to go outside with it, which was not as fun as smoking out my entire basement. But I care about my cats. So it was fine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, also with like in that same mindset, you know, if you're going to have other people in the room, make sure you you make them aware of what you put in there because you know they may have some allergy to whatever uh, plant that is and you know going unknowingly you may accidentally you know put them into like some sort of shock and that's never fun especially in the middle of a ritual so yeah always always look up the toxicity levels of these herbs that you're that you're working with i've, I've always found it a good you know whenever i'm making a label for because i have a plethora of jars everywhere that's how you know you're a witch yeah and they're usually filled with like a variety of different herbs so whenever i'll write down the name of the herb just put down like slightly toxic or not toxic at all or um, highly toxic like use very little of it because uh, you can include certain herbs in there that they may be toxic as long as you use them very uh, mildly or if you have other herbs in there that are not toxic that can overpower the toxicity of the one herb that you that you do want to use because it may have something like if you're making a an instance for a specific deity and you know that you know this herb was you know, intrinsic to working with this deity from, you know, based on their history or based on the culture that they come from. But it is very toxic. You can just include like a little bit of it. And, you know, so, so it has that essence of, of that herb along with a variety of other things that you include in there. But yeah, like historically, you know, herbs have been used for, I think, as long as religion has been around. Well, incense has been used as long as um, religion has been around whenever you know, people are honoring specific deities uh, because incense itself is a type of offering to those deities. And there's something that, you know, I use it, especially for, um, you know, whenever Mercury is going into retrograde, I always, you know, whip up my, my Mercury incense and give that as an offering to it. Like, please, you know, don't fuck up my life right now. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot going on. Just please let this go as smoothly as possible. And for the most part, you know, that's it's it's never really been an issue when I do that. I love when Mercury is in Gatorade, you know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a funny way to put it, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I remember when I was, uh, before I got initiated into anything, I went to a Pagan Pride Day and they had a workshop. And one of the things they were talking about in the workshop, and this is actually something I talk about in the Antiogen episode with Eric, is about how incense is technically a drug. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, it can definitely be a drug. Like uh, like I was saying earlier, with the the you know being, paying attention to the toxicity of certain herbs, it can help you get into certain trance-like states depending on how you use it. I know that there was a specific time when I was you know learning myself about making incense that I had made a specific blend to Odin, and not thinking about um, you know looking up 
this is really what taught me how you know look up the the properties of, of these herbs and, and how they can affect you because I think I had added in like a bunch of mugwort and a couple of other things that didn't Oof. mix well together when you know Jeez. two or three herbs have very high toxicity levels and um you know how was I, that? I, it, so I didn't know how it would affect me like that because I you know me not thinking about it I think it's just like it's just smoke whatever like I have I light incense all, I light incense sticks all the time it's never an issue and so I had it in my living room but the problem was is that my face was right in front of the in, <laughs> the incense burner oh, no. and so I was literally just breathing that all in and then within like a matter of five oh, minutes God. I'm like I am super lightheaded right now <laughs> like am I high it felt like I was high <laughs> pretty much yeah and so definitely pay attention to that and if you are going to use those things um especially stuff that does contain very highly toxic things, you know, if it's an outside ritual, for the most part, it's going to be fine. If it's, you know, it's not an enclosed space where people are constantly inhaling these fumes, but if you're in an enclosed space, you know, it's definitely something you should pay attention to. We're, we're not responsible if you're, if you're inhaling toxic fumes of things that you probably shouldn't be inhaling. Uh, yeah. Be, be smart, be cautious and think before you act. Yes. Yeah. Herbs are, can be, you know, herbs are stuff that, you know, they, they mix it together and they make pills out of it. That's the, the core thing that goes into, you know, all of these, you know, like Advil. So they have been used for like hundreds of years in a variety of different ways. You just really have to pay attention to what exactly, you know, you're allowing to be inhaled into your body and, you know, look up for yourself because if you don't want to accidentally, you know, put yourself into a shock, that's never fun. Especially if you're by yourself and nobody can help you. <laughs> yeah. But Intense itself has, has been an interesting journey for me because I think it's really helped me pay attention to what exactly it is that I'm calling upon. Because, you know, it's not just like, oh, I want this deity to, you know, help me with this spell. It's like I'm putting forth this effort to really understand the, you know, the history of this entity that I'm calling upon and how, you know, these herbs are attributed to them. Um, and for the most part, a variety of it, it, it works like that in a variety of different cultures. You know, there were specific smells that they would use. Like I know in a lot of, you know, Catholic churches, they burn frankincense and myrrh. That's a common church incense that, that, that is used in, during like a Catholic mass. In a lot of ceremonial magic, frankincense and myrrh is used for specific, you know, working with specific entities and just as a protection for, you know, whatever it is that you're calling upon. It may not be helpful for you. It may not be beneficial to the uh, entity that you're calling upon. And so, you know, you want to have those extra layers of protection in the sense of this smell that is permeating through the room because it does, I feel like for me, I do believe that the, the powers of the incense does transcend through the astral plane or whatever because that is essentially what we're using to call them forth and bring them uh, to lure them to our you know our circle space whether it's a matter of like elementals or demons or angels or, or gods we're using that as a type of perfume because like even like when you know you put on cologne and you're trying to attract you know this girl or, the, or this guy um you're trying to sweeten yourself up for them it's the same sense and when you're doing ritual you're using this incense for the specific purpose of the ritual but also to sweeten up these entities and sweeten up and have them want to join your circle it's like hey you know it smells good over there let me let me pop on over there and, and see what see what they're all about you know <laughs> yeah there's two things i want to say the first that i want to back up a little bit so you would mention kind of just using incense to kind of try to get into that trans state. And I think that's such an important thing that cannot be talked about enough is having a ritual mindset and having triggers for that. So I'll give an example. 
for us in my coven, we tend to use this one incense kind of often. And I really like it. I love the smell of it. Whenever we like start burning it, I'm just like, oh, yay, like coven time. And um, the other day when I saw my coven, I asked if I could have some of the incense that we burned because I have like a little holder and I wanted to put incense in there. So I was given some and then, you know, once my coven left and all that, I was home and I was like, you know, I'm going to burn some incense. So I got a coal and started burning some of the incense that my high priest gave me. And I was just like, um, huh, what's happening right now? And then I realized, you know, it, it is one of those triggers of like getting into a ritual mindset, getting into that zone and that space. And it's that specific type of incense that we have that really helped do that for me. And that's why I was like, well, okay, well, I have other incense. Let me burn that instead. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to trans out of my kitchen right now as I'm like making bath bombs. Yeah, yeah, fun story. Uh, <laughs> the second thing I wanted to say was about uh, the smell of incense. I think a lot of people, especially if they're trying to make their own incense blend, and I want to point out too that we're talking about loose incense and we're talking about herbs and such. We're not necessarily talking about stick incense in this matter, which I know a lot of people, especially beginners, start out with. Just because it doesn't smell good to you doesn't mean that it's not useful or that it doesn't work. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think for a long time I used stick incense or cones was my main go-to whenever uh you know whenever i did circle at my house you know you're reading all these books that you you have to have like a sensor incense on the on the altar but it wasn't really until i got into working with loose leaf incense and you know mashing it going through the process of picking the herbs and mashing it together in my mortar and pestle with you know some resin and some oil and creating it myself from scratch that it really i really understood the, the like the point of it and like how it really can affect your ritual mindset like you were saying and can be that trigger you know especially you know during times of this during times of covid when you know you have a, that specific instance that you use for for ritual for with your coven it can really help you bring that bring you back into that mindset whenever you're trying to do rituals by yourself and really feel like you know you're still in that space mentally and being able to connect to you know the people that aren't with you there physically so yeah that definitely is a, a big trigger that can be applied yeah. And you know, it's great to do that, especially if you have a group that you work with, or you have a coven, or even if you don't have a coven, say you just have some friends that you practice with. If you guys could all get together and say, hey, you know what, we're all home by ourselves during COVID and we can't see each other. So maybe, you know, let's all plan to do a, a circle casting at the same time. And, you know, just so we kind of can connect in some sort of way, we'll use the same incense, the exact same blend, or even the same stick. Um, just trying to find little things that you can do in circle to connect yourself, even when you're not physically with these people. Yeah, I mean, using stick incense isn't, you know, bad. You know, we all start off using stick incense. We all still use stick incenses. They, it's, an, it's an easy go-to. I have a whole drawer of stick incenses <laughs> that I burn all the time. You have a of stick incenses. <laughs> and they smell amazing, okay? <laughs> they do, no, for sure. And especially, you know, when you want to just make your house smell pretty. But yeah, like, you know, using a specific just incense that's, you know, just dragon's blood. That's, you know, that's perfectly okay. It doesn't have to be a mixture of these big things. I tend to go all out for it because that's become like a passion of mine. But like, even if you have like, just like stick incense, which is like frankincense in it, it can, can still be uh, helpful to whatever working it is that you're doing. I just want to put out there on the record that my favorite stick incense is opium. <laughs> I think wow. it smells really good. And um, after this conversation, Azazel, I'm expecting some incense for Yule. So thanks for that. <laughs> I definitely I have a specific recipe that I use for Yule. Um, so I can get that to you. Um, that sounds good to me. Yeah, I know. For the, for the longest time, uh, 
Dragon's Blood was my go-to for everything, and I do tend to put it in a lot of my my intense blends if I can. Like if it if it's attributable to you know whatever working that I'm doing, I'll definitely add it. Because when it comes to making like a loose leaf incense, usually like I was saying earlier, like it includes a resin, the actual herbs, and then you have the oil, and you use the resin as a kind of it's what keeps it burning. So resin is like a a type of kind of like sap that's put together. Uh, usually you'll find frankincense, myrrh. Dragon's Blood, Benazoin, uh, Copal. Copal I'll use a lot for just the purpose of, like, if I'm if I'm doing like some sort of conjuration, like if I'm working like with a spirit board, or I'm specifically trying to call upon like, uh, an entity, and like whenever I'm using my scrying mirror, because uh, Copal is really good for for um, conjuration. Do you happen to have just like a quick list or anything of what the other resins could be used for specifically if somebody's trying to make a blend? Frankincense and myrrh, they're all, like, again, they're really good for protection. Dragon's blood is, I've used it a lot for if it's specifically like an offering, especially to more like chthonic entities, like darker entities like Hecate or Lilith or Hades or, you know, any of those types of beings, I'll usually use dragon's blood for that. Those are usually like my go-to resins that I, that I use. Occasionally, I'll use a Three Kings uh, resin, which is a mixture. Of, I don't remember exactly what's in it. I know it's frankincense, myrrh, and... I believe it's also benazoin that they're all just like mashed together. It's like this gold thing. Yeah, typically they'll be like in different colors. Um, I've seen the ones that it, the ones from the store that I got them from. They were like red, green, and something, but they were like little beads. But they were pretty much like mashed together in these different types of resins. And I'll usually use those whenever I'm doing any sort of like angelic working. But yeah. You mentioned having a resin and then maybe having some herbs uh, attached to it to make your loose incense. Would you recommend using dry or fresh herbs, or is there a difference? Does it matter? Um, I would definitely recommend using dry herbs better, uh, just because when it lasts longer, at the end of the day, whenever you're finished making the incense, always store them in very tight, tightly sealed containers. Mason jars are great for that. Because if you're using fresh herbs, they can start rotting and it's like you can't really use them that well. I also don't burn that well either. If you use resin by itself, it'll burn for a while, depending on how big of a piece you use. But can also, you know, be a binding agent for the the dry herbs that you're adding into it. And the oil is more, I use, I, I tend to add the oil more for like the fragrance of whatever it is I'm, that I'm creating. Yeah, it's, it's mostly for the fragrance. But also, you know, you want to make sure that, that it's still in tandem with the working that you're trying to do. They all have to work together for whatever it is that the working is. Would you recommend using fragrance oil or essential oil or does it matter? Essential oil. No, definitely essential oil. Fragrance oil, I believe, has other types of like chemicals in it. Essential oil is more just like the pure oils of the herb itself mixed in with like all, some sort of base oil like olive oil or or you know almond or jojoba oil and those are also fun things that you can make yourselves you know if you don't have the ability to you know light incense in you know if you're in like a dorm or you know you don't want i guess your your parents don't like you smelling up the house or whatever making oils it can be an easy way of counteracting that it's the same it's in the sense the same essence except you're not using resin and you're and you're still using the dried herb and instead of like having having to light the incense on incense itself on like a piece of charcoal you can rub the oil in like a candle or whatever it is that you're doing or rub it on your hands or, or you know anoint yourself with that oil can be can be very helpful as well because i know a lot of i have heard a lot of questions about people you know oh i can't burn incense or i can't burn sage or whatever but yeah also something that was mentioned on the page that i know not everybody's in the facebook group page somebody mentioned smudging and in the same like sentence with like cleansing and those two are two very different things uh smudging is a native american ceremony 
that they use. I'm honestly not 100% sure what they use it for. I know it's a type of cleansing, but just because that's not really my culture and I don't, I don't really feel it's appropriate to bring that into my practice as I don't really have anything to do with it. Cleansing is a completely separate thing and you can use a variety of things for cleansing that's not just sage. Sage has become like this big, I guess, trend that for everybody using whenever they want to do a cleansing, but there are a variety of other things that you can use besides sage. Going back to the frankincense and myrrh and Florida water, if you know you're not able to burn anything, Florida water is a great alternative for for sage florida water is not water you get from florida by the way it's an actual actual thing that's definitely been something somebody has asked me before because i used to live in florida and it's like oh you know i'll just get water from the oceans like that's not that's not the same thing i mean it is there's you know there's a rest yeah it 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 is is technically you know technically florida Florida water water. but it's not florida water it's not yeah (laughs) uh you can get Florida water from like any type of grocery store. Typically, it'll be like in the grandma section. I'll have it next to like some sort of like flowery cologne. And yeah, it's a it's a great alternative for using. You could there. I believe that there are some recipes online for making your own Florida water. I believe it's just some essential oils and and a bit of like alcohol as like the base, which is another thing that you can use. I've definitely used Florida water and like lit it on fire because it is an alcohol base. And it'll light and it'll, you know, burn the alcohol away and then it'll just stop burning. But it definitely smells amazing when you do it. I could just like imagine you. Have you seen that meme, Elmo, and just the world's on fire behind him? It's like a gif. Yes. I, I could just imagine you in your house throwing this stuff on the floor and then just burning it up just to see the smoke and be like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Be careful with that as well. Because like I've almost done that where I put it in a bowl. And then I glitter it on fire and then almost tip the bowl over because obviously this bowl is filled with water. <laughs> and so if it spreads and it's lit on fire, it's not going to be fun for you. Why? <laughs> I, I just see this image so vividly in my head right now. It's like, it's almost as if I was there. I mean, I've never done it, but uh-huh. it is a possibility of it's, it happening. It's a possibility. <laughs> no, be careful when you light things on fire. Yes, please be careful. I, I, another thing, I think you actually mentioned this in the page too. Um, and, and again, if you're wondering the Facebook group, it's Witches Seeking Witchcraft. You can put it in your floor washes. That's very popular. Yes. I want to say that if you have a Swiffer, you can probably like undo the Swiffer <laughs> uh, canister with like the cleaning liquid and pour it in there. Just an idea. Sometimes it's hard to get those things off because they're not really meant to come off. But, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, you just put little droplets on the edge of it. You know, it's 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 in a sense, in, in a sense, not in sense, I've been saying incense too much. Um, <laughs> incense. In a sense, you're just like adding, you know, droplets of the Florida water or what have you to it have that essence um, that you're adding to whatever it is that you're doing. So like I was saying on the Facebook group, you know, add a little bit of Florida water to your, to the water that you use to, you know, mop your floors and it, to create a sense of like protection around your house if you don't want to sage the whole place. That's definitely something that I've used in the past. And it makes your smell flow gr- smell great. I don't know why, but my brain just started thinking of Flowrider. <laughs> like the the musician. I gotta say, it definitely took me a long time to realize that his name was actually Florida. Wow. Way too long. I was a child, for the record. Um, we were the exact same age. <laughs> I know. Okay, so we were children. But I was living in Florida at the time. And I uh, it took me way too long to realize that his name was actually Florida. Shame. I, I never, yeah. You are doing all of us a disservice by saying that statement. I mean, honestly, I hated it there, so I'm glad to hear <laughs> that. That's fair. Anyway, so Flo Rida in Florida aside, <laughs> and in what is it, incense and in any sense aside, what is an incense blend that somebody can make at home? Um, an incense blend that somebody can make at home, I tell you guys this one because it's super useful and mercury goes into retrograde so many times throughout the year. So, this is my recipe for 
Mercury Incense, also it's it's the same recipe that I use whenever working with the um, Archangel Raphael. So it's essentially, it's really simple. It's uh, rose. So if you want to like get any type of like, if you want to get roses from the store and dry them up and then, you know, crush them together with um, caraway, lavender, lemongrass, majorum, and lavender oil. And then you can add any sort of resin to this. Typically, I'll use a copal for this because I'm trying to conjure them up and ask them to please, please don't fuck my life up because I know we all struggle through Mercury Retrogrades. Mercury Gatorades, as uh, Ashley calls them. <laughs> but yeah, it's rose, caraway, lavender, lemongrass, majorum, and then lavender oil. And then I just want to throw this out there for people. So I've tried making stick incense before. I wish that it turned out correctly when I did it, and it did not. But I was using real essential oils, and most people, when they make incense, especially in large batches, they use fragrance oils because they can get a lot more of it for a lot less money so I guess I didn't use enough essential oils but if anybody's interested in making stick incense it's super easy all you have to do is you can buy blank sticks on Amazon so they're unscented and you get those in the mail and then you have to mix together the essential oil and then there's like this chemical that goes with it I think it's called DPG or something like that and you mix those two together and then you just cover up the sticks and you leave them for 24 hours and then you come back and you turn them over leave them for another 24 hours or so and then you let them dry and then you burn them and hope that they smell good unfortunately when I did it I don't know what it is. They smelled like a straight up campfire. It was not good. <laughs> I mean, I like campfires, but I don't want my living room to smell like a campfire, you know? So that's one way to make your own stick incense, but uh, maybe get some fragrance oil if you guys are going to do it. Don't waste your essential oils on them. It did not work out for me. Especially because essential oils are expensive as well. Yes, they are very expensive. And one thing I want to point out that uh, Azazel mentioned is that if you can't burn incense, you know, you can make essential oil blends. So I've been making bath bombs on the side. I think I'm going to, I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but I'm thinking about having like an Etsy shop where I, I sell them. I hand make them here in my home. And my whole thought with them is kind of think of it like preloaded spell bombs. Well, that sounds weird. <laughs> like preloaded spell bath bombs with essential oil blends that are meant to help achieve different states or different whatever that you want. I'm still working on it. It's still a work in progress. I sent some to Azazel and Tiana from uh, the Misconceptions episodes that they're going to test it out for me and let me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely been a process, especially because I am using real essential oils. I don't have any fragrance oils. So it's a little expensive at times, but it's been kind of a fun process to put all these oil blends together and try to make something out of it that you can just, you know, drop in a bathtub and it's kind of like a potion, except you're the ingredient. Yeah, that's definitely a great idea. And I can't wait to get them because I'm expecting my skin to be silky smooth afterwards on top of whatever <laughs> spell work you did in there. Oh, yeah. What work was it for like protection? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there was like, um, I think like a protection one, there was like an energy raising one. There was one that I I'm just calling whole ass man, because it just smells like a whole ass man. Like, I don't know how else to explain this scent. It just can't wait to get that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to come up with like a, a better name instead of whole ass man. I was thinking like, maybe like the god or like, I don't know, the god of like the forest or some like, aesthetically pleasing name. But no, just whole ass man for now. We'll see. <laughs> I'm going to have to get their feedback on what they think of that anyway. But yeah, I mean, definitely there's a variety of things you can do with like, you know, herbs, besides making incense and bath bombs. Um, like Ashley was saying, you know, you can make your own like incense cones, which I still am trying to master and, you know, incense sticks. But it's definitely like at some point I do want to set up my own Etsy shop and sell my incense blends because I have like a variety, like a, I have a lot. 
of just blends that I've made over over the past couple of years. Um, and I also make like these little intricate boxes for them. I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram, you can see a couple of them that I've made. I know for my, for my Mercury one, I put in like the Mercury Chimea uh, attached to it, you know, along with the, the symbol for Mercury on it. And I gave that to one of my students for, uh, for her birthday. And uh, she's used it and she's loved it. So I can't wait for you guys to try that out and definitely give me some feedback on that. I want, I want to see how the rest of the community feels about that. Yep. I feel you. Yeah. I'm definitely needing some feedback on these bath bombs. So any, any closing thoughts on incense? Just again, you know, make sure you look up the toxicity levels. I don't want any of you to hurt yourselves doing this. It is a fun, you know, experiment to, to try out, but you know, do a lot of research on the herbs that you're using. Don't just pick stuff out of the, out of the cabinet. Absolutely. So cool. So the next thing we're going to talk about really quick is Azazel has a new podcast coming out. Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, what it's called and what you're going to be chatting about? Yes. So the podcast is going to be called Feast of Torches. So because like I was initiated on uh, at Imbolc and it is a time of, you know, it's a fire festival and I do love me some fire, which again is what led me to incense because I like burning things. Also, you know, I'm one of the topics that I do plan on talking about is Hecate and like my experiences with her. Other ideas that I have planned out are, you know, something that doesn't really get talked about a lot is men in the craft. You know, we have been there and I know a lot of people, I definitely had a lot of arguments with people, especially on Tumblr, trying to exclude men from practicing witchcraft, even though we've been there for literally ever. And, you know, trying to get men more excited about being in the craft. The, especially Wicca, it is very, you know, it does come off as very female centric, but it is for sure 100% a balanced religion where we where we focus on not only the feminine, but also the masculine as well. And I wish more men would really get into that in, into, into that sense. I also plan on talking about, you know, banishing and the portion of, of doing banishings before you do any cleansing. And I do want it to be more, you know, talking about like the history of the craft. It's a big passion of mine and how like, you know, how the past has really affected how we work today. And even how we work today, how a lot of people tend to, you know, wish wash with the past and just do whatever they want, which is great too. You know, there's benefits to, to all aspects of magic. But yeah, you know, there's a little tidbits of what I plan on talking about. Azazel is very knowledgeable. You know, as he mentioned, he's been doing this for a lot longer than I have. <laughs> so he has a lot of information to share. I also want to apologize, guys. I know there's a lot of background noise, but my house has a lot of, uh, a couple of people in it. And so I just wanted to, this is the only quiet place that I can have was outside. And now there's lots of background noise. So I just want to apologize about that. Yeah. So I know Azazel was telling me he has some people visiting where he's at right now. So hopefully when he records this piece of torches episode, the background noise won't be the same that it is today. But, you know, at the same time, this is also one of the challenges of recording in the time of COVID when you can't see each other in person. Plus also Azazel lives like six hours away from me. So <laughs> that wasn't going to really happen anyway. Okay. So do you want to tell people how they can find you? But yeah, you guys can find me on Facebook under Justin Robles or on Instagram uh, as Azazel, A-Z-A-I-Z-A-L-L. I'm also, I have another page on Instagram for my photography, uh, Horn Photography. And then I will be creating some pages for the podcast specifically. And so look out for that. And I'll update the episode description uh, with his information on um, his different pages. And you have a Discord server that you mod on too, right? I do. We do have a... Um, British traditional witchcraft server that I do mod and it's for you know seekers and people just interested in the craft and we have a variety of people there there's Mosian we have some Alexandrians Garnerians some CBW which is Central Valley Wicca um, which also has an interesting history with Garnerian Wicca and a couple other people in there so yeah check that out too it's on discord so what would people look up to find it I believe you can 
lookout for actually i don't think we have like a i think it's on reddit we have a reddit page that promotes it but i uh, i will talk to the other mods about getting a facebook group together and putting out like an actual link but if you look up on reddit under wicca or traditional witchcraft or wicca there is a link for it cool it sounds very secretive and it reminds me just of witchcraft in general <laughs> as it is as it is all right guys well as always you can find me on facebook at seeking witchcraft podcast on twitter at seek witchcraft instagram seeking witchcraft facebook group which i've said a couple times on here is which is seeking witchcraft if you want to support the podcast i definitely appreciate it but it's not expected but it's definitely appreciated i it's i have a patreon it's just patreon.com slash seeking witchcraft and yeah that's pretty much all the places you can find me and yeah thank you so much for coming on and, and talking about incense and now I just want to burn a ton of incense in my house at this moment because of this talk. Well, thank you for having me on. I hope you guys learned a lot. If you have any questions, feel free to ask me. And well, again, I'm sorry for all the background noise. There was a bit of a storm here the other day and everybody's just cutting down their trees because it's a bit of a mess everywhere. Oh, poor trees. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much again for listening and I'll talk to you all very soon. Bye.